Amen. I want to thank you for uh, when you realized I was going to speak this morning, not running out the door. And uh, I'm going to do a couple of things. Let me back this up. If I don't, it would be like a YouTube video of a stage crashing. Um, I want to thank you for the opportunity to share today. And uh, I feel like I have a word that's from the Lord. And um, it's definitely been burning on my heart now for a little while. And uh, everybody hear me okay? Not too loud? Sometimes I don't hear me as well as I should, but, but if, if, as long as you can hear me, I guess that's going to be okay. Uh, one of the things that we've been doing on the, on the Sundays that I speak is I have felt like forever, uh, always, done this for years as a pastor, and, um, and I feel like it's something that, we, uh, that I need to do. Everybody doesn't have to do this, but I feel like it's something that I need to do. And, uh, and that is to pray for another church. And uh, in praying for other churches, it means we're actually praying for us. Because we are them. We just happen to meet at a different location. And, um, and we have a different, our songs may be a little different, our worship may be a little different. And, uh, but it was, uh, and thank you for today, worship, very good. Um, Karen, thank you. And uh, so today we're going to pray for a, a church that somebody asked me. Oh yeah, let me. Somebody asked me, uh, how do you how do you determine what church to pray for uh, on Sunday mornings? And I said, well, uh, a Google, and uh, I believe God can use a Google and a Siri, and um, so I Google. Uh, churches in the neighborhood and in the community. And so I'm, right now I'm kind of going down a, a checklist of uh, churches that are that are similar to what we are, that have some of the same values that we have. And so that's how I come up with that. And so uh, last time we prayed for a church over on Tabernacle Church, and we one Sunday we prayed for a church over and the other cross over uh, on the other Palace side, Rainbow City side. And today, uh, and the way that I got this is, the way that I get this is I look up churches in the area, Google. And then they give me lists of churches. And so I start calling them at their church office. And uh, if they have a phone number available, I call them. And uh, and so I use I usually use somebody that uh, answers the phone call or returns the phone call, and sometimes they don't return the phone call. And um, but uh, so this particular guy uh, today, the pastor, returned my phone call, and so that's why we're praying. Only one out of about four or five calls, uh, only one that returned my call was this guy. And so I assume by the by the process of elimination, God wanted us to pray for them. And uh, it's real simple to me. It don't have to be real com complicated. So we're going to pray for a church called, and it's very much like us, our name. Our name is the Gadsden Christian Vineyard Fellowship. 
the Chapman Vineyard Christian Fellowship. And so uh, we are uh, we're going to pray for a church called Gadsden Christian Fellowship, and they're not too far from here. And um, I, I don't know them. Uh, I don't know the pastors, him personally, I'm not, that I'm aware of and never met. But I talked to them on the phone this week, early, and this week, and so I uh, run QC, and so I, I asked them what is there something that they could, would it, first off, would it be okay? And I explained to them I wasn't trying to get them to pay my fire bill, because sometimes they, you know, churches get all kind of calls like that. Look, I, I need to pay my power bill, I need to pay my rent, and I need to pay my, uh, I need to get some groceries. Well, I said, I don't need groceries. Like, well, I probably do, but I need to go grocery shopping. But the, um, I, I didn't, I don't need my power bill paid. It comes out automatically, and I don't need to, I don't need all that. I just need to pray for you. And, uh, and so the pastor said to me, uh, this is about the most refreshing phone call we've had here in a long time. And I said, well, so good for you and uh, good for me because I get to do this. And so they agreed, and so I asked them if there was anything that they needed prayer for at that church, and they said, everything's good, they're out of debt, uh, the, the bills are paid, salaries are paid, everything's good. And I said, well, that sounds great, is there anything I can pray for you? And he said, I, I, I can't think of anything. I said, let's talk about spiritually. And that's what just kind of popped up in my spirit. And so I, I said, let's pray for the Lord to send an open heaven over your space where y'all are. He says, I will open up the windows of heaven. Malachi says, I will open up the windows of heaven and I will pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to contain it. I said, can I pray that? And he said, please, please pray. And I said, we're going to ask the Lord to send. I'm feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit now. We're going to ask the Lord to send an open heaven over your space where you go to church, where y'all attend, where y'all meet on. And I told him, I said, about 11 o'clock, and we're real close to that. We'll be praying for y'all. And I said, and we're going to extend our hands toward them. If somebody who has a sense of direction can kind of maybe point me in that direction, over that way, back behind the stage here, over that way, we're there. We're going to, let, we're going to kind of, I know it looks religious, and I don't even care. But we're going to stretch our hands as an act of faith and pray over them. And this is what the Lord wants me to pray. Lord, I just bless the Gadsden Fellowship, Christian Fellowship, and, and Pastor Johnson in Jesus' name. We bless them, Lord, with every spiritual blessing. And we thank you, Lord, because they are a part of us. And we are also part of them. And this we know, Lord, that when we pray one for another... We know that we have the petitions that we ask of you when we pray in the Lord's name. And we pray in Jesus' name for an open heaven to come over that place in Jesus' name. Yes. And we declare this word that we read in the text in Ephesians where you said, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, we declare that over the Gadsden Fellowship in Jesus' name and over the Vineyard Fellowship as well. We ask you, Lord, for a piece of that for us. If you would let it fall on us, we'll be ever so grateful in the name of the Lord. And everybody said, Amen. Do you believe God can do that?
you know there's not, I'm going to show you. My, my ability to reach is limited. My ability to go and do is limited. But the Lord's arm is not shortened. The Lord's arm is not shortened. He can do that, and he's not limited to one location. He can also do the same thing here, and he can open up the windows here and pour a blessing on this fellowship as well, and we'll all be happy about that. Amen. Amen. Glory. I'm actually just feeling the Lord really strong. I may have to sit down. I'm going to be reading in just a moment. And if I'm too loud, they can turn me down or turn me off or whatever. And uh, being uh, being raised and being a pastor in the Pentecostal church for a bunch of years, I, I do get loud. And uh, and so I, I'm, I don't apologize for that. Sorry. That's why they got them little slider things up on the volume control. They can slide me up or down. <laughs> Even if I get too loud, they can cut me down. They can turn me down. I'm going to be reading, uh, it's, a, it's wonderful that uh, Karen uh, sung songs today that were about worship, and um, because I'm going to talk today a few minutes about worship and how valuable that is and what our role is. One of the things that attracted Jan and me to the Vineyard Church in Birmingham is the first Sunday that we went there, um, we were planning a church at the same time that we showed up at that church. And uh, we had an afternoon service that was uh, in a, a boys' home auditorium. is a, a building very much like this one here. It was a cathedral. And, um, and so we would meet there, and they, there was another church had it in the Sunday morning, we had it in the Sunday afternoon, and then they had somebody else had it on Sunday night. So we, the church, the building was used a lot, and so our people showed up on Sunday afternoon. So that gave us free to go on Sundays. And through word of knowledge, uh, Jan was working at the time. She wasn't doing hair. She was doing. Uh, she worked at the makeup counter at Pazit in Roebuck at the time, and uh, she can tell the story better than me because I leave out valuable stuff and. Um, and so anyway, she would work in the counter, and this couple, young couple at the time, came by and started talking to Jan about some perfume. They never shopped there. It was just a weird time for them to be there at Pazit. They never shopped at Pazit. There was a Walmart not too far from there, and so they shopped at Pazit that day. Walking down the counter, walking around the counter, uh, they walk up on Jan, and Jan said, can I help you in her old smiley way that she always does, and greeted them. And so Lamar started talking to her, and Lamar said, has, does her name Margaret or Louise? Gertrude. Gertrude and Margaret. Does that ring a, ring a bell to you? And Jan started crying, because at a, as a pastor, we had just gotten killed nearly killed by, not physically, just emotionally killed by some uh, church members. You know, church members can be really vicious. And um, 
and they didn't like her at all. And she's always so pretty, and um, and so she was dressed up nice, and she looked nice when we went to church, and so they didn't like that. They wanted a plain Jane uh, pastor's wife that was uh, that's not dressed nice and just wanted to be just a regular uh, pastor's wife. They wanted they didn't want somebody to dress nice and look good. So anyway, they uh, she started crying, and uh, and he said, "I didn't mean to make you cry," and so he said. Can I just pray for you right now? And so Lamar, because he's who he was, he said, I'm going to lay my fingers on your hand right here. I'm not going to call attention to anything, but he prayed over her. And he, when he prayed over her, he said, I'm just going to ask the Lord to heal the wounds, those caused by those people. And so she cried. Of course, she went and had to go clean up and just straighten her makeup. And um, so he did that. And so it was a... Uh, it was really good. So Jan came home and told me about this episode, and when she did, um, uh, she said, I think we need to go visit that church. And I said, well, you know, we've got this thing we're doing on Sunday afternoon, and it's a, sort of Pentecostal, and we, we, uh, we're having a good time with that. And she said, yeah, I think we need to go visit this church. And I said, sure. And we walked in, and uh, two more, we walked in, and I said, I'm home. This is me. This is what I've been called to. And it, over, it, it took a minute. You know, it's like a, a few times to visit. The first thing that caught my eye was the worship. We were singing songs, and three songs, and a hymn, and a prayer, and a prayer request, and doing all the stuff that people, religious people do, and, and, uh, and they still do it today. And so I, I went to, we went to that church, and as we uh, uh, went there, they didn't do any of that stuff. They sung songs, and they had—they didn't have the PowerPoint like this. They had an overhead thing, the old overhead with the transcript. You have to change it out. And sometimes they would be under the Lord's presence and forget to swap it over and have the, you still the, the old song is still up there. And, the new, and it was like a lot of that happened a lot. Good, yeah. So finally, they got that worked out. What caught our eye and caught our attention was worship. It was so real. It was so fiery and vibrant. Rich Sato was our was the worship leader at the time, and, and he and uh, he and, and Cherry Junkins and different ones led the worship. And uh, I served on the team there for about a dozen years, and so on the worship team. It was really wonderful. We had a good time. The thing that the highest priority for that church was worship. And I thought to myself, I got to looking at the text, and I said, the text says, the Bible talks about worship and how valuable that is to uh, everyone, to God. Yeah. And uh, because, first off, we are created beings with a design in our bodies to worship the King of Glory. Amen. That's what we're designed for. That's what we're created for that. And so, um, I'm going to read this scripture real quick. Uh, this is from Revelation chapter 3. And uh, this is a word that uh, I think has been misrepresented so many times in pulpits around the world. And it's Jesus is standing at the door and he's knocking on the door. 
And he is saying, not, not, not. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I'll fellowship. The word fuck there is in the King James is the actual word koinonia means fellowship. I will fellowship with him and her and he and they with me. We use that text on an altar call on Sunday morning and Sunday night and revival meetings. Jesus is knocking at your heart's door. He wants to come into your heart. That's not what the text says. He is speaking to the church at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and he's saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man inside the fellowship hear my voice and open the door, he is such a gentleman, he does not go where he's not invited. He won't go. I know God's everywhere. I understand. I got all that. I got the picture of that. He's everywhere. He's in me. He's in uh, all of you, I pray. But he is standing at the door of the church. I think it was Carol Wimber. Uh, John's, well, John is, for those of you who don't know, uh, John was one of the very very leading guys, individ, uh, individuals that were uh, instrumental in beginning the vineyard churches uh, worldwide. And um, very, uh, the thing took off like crazy. After a while, I believe it was Carol, his wife, said this. When is it that God gets his church back? He wants his church. He wants the people, when we come together, to become a people of worship. Worship being the highest priority, or as uh, Archie Bunker said, priority, uh, used to say. The highest priority for, for us should be worship. When we come together, we forget about the... Can I teach you a little bit about body language? Please. I, I, want to, I, want to, I don't have a little chair. I, that's okay. I'll just stand... We'll pretend for just a second. I don't want to mess up, mess up anything. You're, if, if Karen and I are talking, and Karen's talking to me, she's telling me some story, and instead of looking at her, I'm looking at Clay. <laughs> and, oh, wait, I got my hands full. I'm looking at Clay, and I'm like, she's still talking. What does she think? She's not listening to me. She don't want to hear what I've got to say. When we invite, many times we have done this. I have done it for years. Say, come Holy Spirit. Because that's a phrase that was used early on in the vineyard. It became a real popular statement and a popular word. We use it. A lot of times as a catchphrase or, a, or, we, or something, we trying to manipulate something to happen. When in our heart, we didn't say, come Holy Spirit, we said it with our mouth. Yeah. He is wanting us to get to a place where when he knocks on the door, that we're paying attention. Wait a minute, Lord, I got a TikTok. 
Oh, I got a Snapchat. Somebody's, somebody sent, like, wait a minute. I'm busy with a, sending an email. I'm getting an email from somebody that owes me a lot of money. I'm going to try to get that real quick. We have to get our priorities in some sort of focus. Amen. We have to get our priorities in some sort of focus. When it comes time to worship, when we worship, let me show you what happens. When we come in here, I'm using the door here as our as an entrance way in. If we come in here from outside and we focus on everything except Jesus, what happens? We come in dry. And we leave dry earth. We come in unfocused on Jesus, and when we leave, we're still unfocused on Jesus. We, nothing's changed. And so, one of the things I noticed today, and, and I, I'm, I'm not being critical, I'm not being judgmental at all. I promise. When we came in today, we all sat down. And then Karen said, if you will stand and worship. Almost everyone stood. It was wonderful. It sends a signal to the king of glory that we honor your presence in so much that we're willing to put ourselves out just a little bit to stand and worship and raise our hands and worship. Let me tell you, if today I'm not Democrat, I'm Republican. I love Jesus. I'm a Republican. And if the president, being somebody I don't agree with, philosophy or otherwise, personal life, whatever, I don't agree with that. If he walks in and I'm sitting down, what am I going to do? I'm going to stand up. You know why? It's not because I like him all that much. It's a respect of the office. When we invite the king of glory to come inside the house, when he opened the door and we let him come in, it's a good thing for us to stand and honor his presence. Are you hearing me? What happens when we worship? There becomes a connection between our spirit and the spirit of God. God is a spirit, scripture, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Don't pretend to worship. Let it be real. Went to a pastor church, um, temporary, fill in for a couple of Sundays, stay there a year and a half. A Methodist, United Methodist Church. <laughs> Overseer, the bishop, says to me, when he appointed me to the church, he said, I, I want you to go there. I said, I'm not a Methodist. I'm a Pentecostal. He said, we need some of that fire in our pulpits now. I said, I agree with that. I've been there before. And so he said, I ask you, don't do this. Don't share. Don't express a lot of tongues and things in front of the Methodist people. It'll freak them out. I said, along with the power of the Holy Spirit comes wisdom, and he'll also, if any man lack wisdom, lacks, lack wisdom, 
and ask for God, and he'll give it to you freely. So I asked the Lord for wisdom, how to handle that. So I'd stand back in the back, and I'd be praying. The worship's going on. People are worshiping. Somebody's crying. Somebody's going, you know, just, it's, things are going on. We had worship leaders that came from this church and went over there to lead worship because we didn't have anybody. And if we did, they were singing songs that, that we didn't, they weren't songs like we heard today. It was like more of the older songs. And, and I'm, I'm sure that some of them are really good. So one Sunday, I would, at the end of church, I would have the lady who ran the sound booth. And it had, a, it had video, the, tower, the jumbotrons, the big, big screens up there above the walking track. And we had a walking tractor inside. And so she would play videos of worship at the end of church. And so when people were milling around, I put a coffee bar in the back because I think that's holiness right there by itself. Because you get the holy biscuit with a hole in the middle. And so the donuts. And so they were back in the back. And so I would always have those there as well. And so First Methodist Church that I ever knew of that had a, a snack bar in the back. And uh, and it was all free. They wanted to charge. And um, so anyway, I said, I told Marshall, the lady who ran, uh, I have to be careful because she, she can see me. So I... Um, I have, to say, I have to say it through, through this way. I told her, I said, now, I'm going to play this video here. I want you to play this at the end of church. It's a worship thing. And it was um, Kim Walker Smith from, uh, from Bethel. And uh, they were doing the Revelation song. And at the end of the Revelation song, there's a part of that where the music is just really crazy. And Kim goes into some, some sort of speaking in tongues or whatever. And so I said, when you get this what mile marker in your, on, your, some, on the... Uh, DVD. I said, if you will pull the volume all the way down, just pull your audio all the way down. She pulled it down. So when he got down to the end, and all that was going on, man, it was just it, people wouldn't leave. They just kept their worship going. People didn't want to go home. They wanted to stay and watch that. They wanted to see that. They wanted to experience that. People crying. I mean, church is over. I've already dismissed. I'm back in the back having coffee, and because uh, I hadn't had a hadn't had a donut or a cup of coffee, I worked all morning. So one of the ladies turned around to me. She had her Bible in her purse. She looked at me and she said, what is that? I said, that's God. She said, we want that. I said, that's what we're going. That's where we're headed. Of course, I lost that. Not, that, not too long after that, I got saved either. But the, uh, what because of it. People have a built inside them, and all of us have the uh, desire for more. They have a desire and a hunger. There's a, there's a hunger in our hearts. If it's not the hunger in our hearts for Jesus, we need to develop that or ask the Lord to refresh that hunger in our hearts so that we become actually uh, useful in the last, in the days that we're in, we're in the last days. We're real close. If we're not there, we're very, very close. Okay. I've got way ahead of myself here. I got, well, I got a few more minutes. Good deal. What happens? I had one, uh, I had one lady tell me uh, a while back. She said, "I don't like 
I don't like all those old songs where they just keep repeating themselves over and over and over. I don't like those songs where they, where they keep singing the same song in worship. I don't like that. It makes me angry. I said, then you need to get saved. You need to meet Jesus. Because Revelation, I'm going to read you something in Revelation in just a minute. This is what happens daily. John saw this. Let me go. I, I got to find it. I didn't. I didn't actually save the marker, but I'm gonna go over and get it for you. I'll be right back. I'll have it. Hang on. Revelation, and we're gonna go over to chapter around chapter four somewhere. All right. This is when Jesus is giving John a tour of heaven. Some things are going on. About that same time. And so uh, John begins to write letters by the Holy Spirit anointing, write letters to the churches of Asia, the seven churches. And when he gets to uh, different ones of those churches have something to do with the timeline. We are in the age now, according to the Bible commentaries that I read, uh, we are in the Laodicean era that we're in now. Now, let's look at Laodicea. Let me, let me go back over here and find it. And to the angel at the church at Laodicea write these things, says the amen, the faithful, the true witness and beginning and the creation of God. I know your works. I know that you're hot. I would, that you're hot. Nor, you're neither hot nor cold. I, would you, I wish you was hot and cold, but because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth because you're saying I'm, now listen to this, I'm rich, I'm increased with goods, I have everything that I need, I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed out, I'm blessed, I got all I need, I don't need anything. We have it all. And, but we don't know that you're wretched, miserable, and poor, blind, and naked. And this is where verse, verse 20, where he says, I stand at the door and knock. He's speaking this to the Laodicean church, the church that we're living in now. He's knocking on the door. I want to come in. We want to have a visitation from the Lord. I don't want just a visitation. I want him to come in and just hang out. Yes, God, please, hang out. More, Lord. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one that sat on the throne. And he that was, he that sat was like a, uh, look upon like jasper or sardine or gold, and I mean not gold, but uh, uh, precious, precious stones. And there was a rainbow around about the throne. Just stop right here, just for a second. Anytime I hear the word rainbow, I'm talking about the rainbow. I'm not talking about the, the flag. We're not talking. The scripture is not talking about the rainbow flag. There's one that's hanging from the White House. 
not the rainbow flag, but it's a rainbow around about the throne of heaven in sight like, uh, like emeralds. And round about the throne there were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and each one had crowns upon their head. And drop on down, and then, the, then there were some beasts that come out. The beasts give glory, and this is not the mark of the beast, this is a different beast, the heavenly beast. And honor, thanks to him that sat on the throne, who lives forever and ever, and the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and to worship him that, live, that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. And they say, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. And you have created all things, and for your pleasure are they created. When he says that last phrase, it's also about us. It's for our, we were our creation. Our, we were created to bring pleasure to the, the one who sits on the throne. The 24 elders, when you get to heaven, this is what you're going to see. There's a throne, huge. Be spared no expenses because you've got to remember, God is not on the same budget that we work on. He created all the gold. It's all his anyway. And so the elders, these are people that sit around the throne, the 24 elders, and they're constantly casting their, this is the rewards for their works. They cast them down at the throne, at the feet of Jesus. And they're always saying worthy. If you get tired of hearing the same song over and over again, you're really going to be tired when you get to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but there's either a choice. It's a heaven or hell. I don't want to go to hell. The noise there is going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. I would rather listen to the same people say the same thing over and over again in heaven and singing the songs about how wonderful God is when we sing songs to magnify the name of the Lord Jesus to lift him up. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Are you hearing me? You getting it? I want to tell you a, a little history. Um, We lived in Birmingham. We moved to Anion. We moved from Anion. We sold the house. And then we got it back. But we sold the house. We moved to Gadsden. Jan started a ladies group about 16 years ago. Once a month. And it started out at Esther and Cindy's house. When we moved to the apartment that we lived in, the loft apartment downtown Dallas. We moved there, we rented it while we worked on the house that we live in now, it's paid for. And so we, we, we lived, we rented that one. You know, those buildings have been there since teens, 1905, some of them are 05, our house is 1895. There was a saloon with a brothel upstairs. 
we lived in one that was, I don't even know what all it was, next to the bank, what used to be the bank. Esther and Jan and Cindy and Eileen, Diane, Tara, a whole bunch of them ladies came to my, and uh, came to our house, went up the stairs, and they, I prayed, I played worship music every minute that I was working in there, I kept worship music going. Somebody asked me, and, that, and I had Irene and all of them come to my house. They had their bottle of oil. I love this. They had their bottle of olive oil, Pompeii, and they would go around and touch and I had to, when we moved out of that place, there's a little greasy spot where they touched. We never wiped that off. If we had to wipe the face, the baseboards or whatever, we would wipe around that. <laughs> we didn't never wipe those off. We left them there. And when we moved into the house that we live in now, I had them come back over. They brought their oil. I played worship music all the time. Every day, I would leave a CD. I always get CDs and DVDs. Now, CDs are music. DVDs are, are video. Okay. It's a, uh, I would have a CD playing all the time. I would leave and go to work for two weeks. I come back, it's still playing. I'd have it playing worship music all the time. Somebody said, aren't you afraid there's a ghost in there? I said, I'll tell you, if there's one in there, he's a holy one. Because we, we worship. And then I had the women to come, the ladies come and pray. And I'm going to tell you something. You can say what you want to. I think women are the best prayer people. You get one of them that wants to pray. You get one of them because they ain't afraid. We brought, I brought them in there, and I was, I was just kind of wandering around, and, and they prayed for me, and I was just kind of wanting, yeah, Lord, more, thank you, Jesus, and I'm <laughs> saying all the religious stuff I knew how to say, but man, they was on it. You see, it's, a, it's, it's worship is very, very valuable. When we worship, it was King Saul. King Saul had demons that would come and torment him. And he would send for David, who later became the king, and David would bring his harp, and he would play music, and the demons would leave Saul for a time. If you want, if you're bombarded by demonic forces, get some good worship music. Get something that lifts up Jesus. Yeah. Invite Holy Spirit to come to your house. Bring him into your apartment. Take him in your car. That sounds kind of weird, but he goes where I go. I'm driving down the road. I'll tell you this real quick. I'm driving down the road and uh, we were going to Albertville at the time, and we had worked with that church for a bit. And uh, I was uh, in the vineyard there. And so uh, 
I'm on my way to church on a Wednesday night. I'm going by myself. Jan's still at work in Birmingham. I don't care. Cargo, camo, camo cargo uh, shorts and some red tennis shoes. I look like a clown. And then I had a, a T-shirt on. And I'm going up the highway. And I'm angry with God. I'm fussing at God. you got to remember, say what you think. Try not to swear. But if you're upset at God, talk to God about it. Yeah. You think you don't know already? <laughs> so I'm talking to God. I'm having this conversation. I didn't want to be in Albertville. I wanted to be hanging out here. I want to be doing something different. I didn't want to do that. I'm driving up the highway. I said, God, what is it? What is it you want out of me? What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm so frustrated. He don't. He knows. You know. I'm so frustrated. What would you have me to do? And he said, a little bit louder, and the people in the car over there would have heard it. I was on the inside lane. They were on the outside lane. He said, find the worst place in town. I'm looking to see in the back of my little S10 to see. Didn't have a back seat. I know it wasn't back there. So <laughs> I said, okay. How do you figure? Okay, like Smarty. How do you know what that is? He said, ask a policeman. I'm driving on up the highway and I said, I got to Boaz and I started looking for policemen. I didn't see one. I went to Albertville, drove through, got up 431, not a policeman. If you'd have needed one, you couldn't have found them. There must have been a change of shift or the donut shop was open. I don't know what it was, but there was no cops nowhere. Drove all the way to the river, to the, to the gunner, the lake, I guess. And so I turned around and went back. I said, I went back to Albertville to the police department. Well, that was all closed. And the city hall was closed by then. So I went up to this little window and I knocked on, the, on this little tiny door. I knocked on the window, the little, little view window. It's like I was going to a speakeasy from the old days. I tapped on the window and they came out there and let me in. Can I help you? I said, I want to find out where I need to see a policeman. He said, I got one back there. He comes out there and he starts talking to me. And he said, what is it you want? I said, first off, I'm a pastor of the vineyard. And he said, pastor? Pastor? And so I said, uh, yeah, I'm a pastor. It's today's casual day. And so uh, we, we're going to a small group tonight. And so I went there and, and uh, talked to him. He said, what do you want? I said, I want to know where the worst place in town is. He said, before I could get all that word out, he said, S&W Trailer Park. I said, okay, I give up. Where's that at? He went and got one of the little city maps and brought it and laid it on the table in the little lobby I was in. And he said, it's right there. And that's like right around the corner from the church. It was like not even a half a mile. It was a trailer park, and I tell you, it was the worst place. He said, we have more 911 calls here than anywhere. And I said, oh, really? He said, what are you going to do about it? I said, I'm going to prophesy that in six months from now, this will be one of the least 911 calls that from, in this, from this park. He said, I got some more parks I want to show you. He started drawing on the map. 
So I got back to the church that night. I said, as a dozen people showed up on a Wednesday night. And I showed him the map. And he says, and I said, I've got six places and 12 people. So I got to remember what Jesus did one time. He had, he sent them two by two. I said, okay, uh, Ramona and I are going to take this park here. And then somebody else is going to take next. They volunteered. I about got them a park. And I began to drive by and pray over that place. I played worship music as I drove through there in my little S10 truck. I drove through, and I would prophesy. I don't know what you're doing, God, but we're with you. I took, one day somebody gave me a bunch of bread, like loaves of bread and hot dog buns and stuff, and it had little circles on it, little, uh, and called the name of the bread was Wonders. So I stopped at the big round table that's sitting out in the middle of this mobile home park. The, the, the deluxe would have doors. Had all the windows. The real deluxe ones, the super deluxe ones, had all the windows in them. While I was there one day, the first time or two I went, I saw boys lined up going into a, in the back of a, one of the driving, walking through the window of one of the mobile homes. Climbing through the window, some little girl in there that was having dates. I'm stopped one day and I'm just sitting there praying in the spirit. I'm praying in English and I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what, 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 what? Knock on the window. I thought you were looking for a date. I said, No, my date's at home. <laughs> Sorry. But I took the bread one day and I stopped at the big round table and there was a bunch of people sitting out there and I said. They said, why are you doing this bread? Why are you giving away this? I said, it was given to me for free, but I'm giving it to you as a sign and a wonder. Wonder bread. <laughs> kind of weird. Hand it to him. And I began to pray more and more over that place. And we, uh, that was my job, to pray over the s and I got pictures on my phone of what it is now. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm asking you to send revival to this place. Let this place be a, a place where people come to get saved. Where people come to meet Jesus right here in this spot. Where people come to get healed. Where people come to get delivered. Instead of being a place where they come to get, uh, come and get, a, uh, get more entrapped with drugs. Let's be a place that they get free from drugs. Guess what that place is now? Somebody bought it. And they cleared the land. All the mobile homes are gone. They built halfway houses, very cute, really nice, crown molding and, and countertops, granite countertops, all that place. And it's for women, when they come out of prison and have nowhere to go, they can go and stay there in that place and, and get healed and reconnected with their family. That's exactly what I prophesied over that space. You know why? It's because we worshiped in that place. We worshiped in that space right there. When we worship, demons run from worship. They don't like worship. When you come into here on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whatever, and we crank up the guitar and the keyboard or whatever we're playing, then when we do that, the demonic forces walk out. It's like warfare happens when we worship. He begins to defeat the enemy for our sake. Oh, my time's running out. I got to hurry. Everybody still with me? You didn't leave yet. Good. Okay. I got one more one more big comment, but I'm gonna 
Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Give me another minute. Worship is not where is not where the church. You don't have to have a smoke machine or a hot band or a super team is very educated in worship. Don't have to have a degree in music don't have to have any of those things. Super talent. Super talented uh, performing artists. Don't have to have any of that. You have to have willing hearts that are humble before the Lord. When God said, "Make a," when the word says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, he was talking about me. I don't sing all that well. But I make a joyful noise. He's given us ten stringed instruments to clap before him. Some of us get to play a guitar from time to time. That's really good. Ricky does a good job and his group and Karen and Bill and Jim and, and different ones that lead worship does a great job. The worship doesn't happen because of of somebody with a guitar. It happens as something that's happened in our heart. It has to happen in our heart. It has come in from the inside. Amen. Now, what do we do about all that? Now, what do we do, uh, Ron? How can we... Um, what, what do we do now? Just change our focus. I, I listen to... Uh, I, wanna, I don't want to say... I know the person's not listening because they don't have... They don't have a Facebook and all that. So I know the person I, I'm talking about is not listening. This lady te tells me a while back, just a, just a few weeks ago now, that she didn't like going to this one particular church because she didn't get fed. She didn't like going to that church because they sing those songs where they keep repeating themselves over and over again. She didn't get fed. We have got to get past our Western world, westernized consumer mentality. It's not about us. Let me go ahead and say it. It's not about you. It's about him. And every time we think that it's about us, we need to repent. I have to keep myself in a constant state of repentance. Because it ain't about me. It ain't about what I like. Then sometimes we'll play a, a, a music in the car, and I'm thinking, 
I'm just, I mean, I'm, I don't even like that group. I, I'm not interested in them. I don't, I'm not going to say nothing. I just, I just, oh, they're great. But when they, when it does that, it, I have to be reminded it's not about me. And it's not about what I like. Because they're doing the best that they can. I went to, uh, I got called one Sunday in the, in, back in 14. I got called to go past, go, go speak at a church. Not to go, they were trying, they were trying, it's a United Methodist church. They heard about me and they called. So I went over there and spoke. It's not far from me, it's just about probably eight miles from me. I went there. I got there that Sunday morning and uh, pouring down rain. And uh, I looked nice. I cleaned up. I wore a sport coat. And, uh, and the missus looked really good. And they started singing songs. And they sung all the hymns. And here's what they would say. This one guy was leading everything. He said, Brother Ralph, you come up here and lead us in a number. And they'd, he'd go up there and he'd say, any, any special requests? And nothing was organized at all. I'm used to some organization. He'd, he'd lead up, everybody stand up and sing, and we'd all sit down. I'm sitting on the front row waiting my turn. Well, I get to church service about a quarter till, about 20 minutes to 12, after all their singing. I said, well, now, y'all done all y'all singing, but now it's my time. And I'm not going to be, I'm not going to dial it back because y'all took too long to sign. I preached the Word. I can tell you what I preached, I remember. I have an incredible memory. It's incredible if I remember. Anyway, the, uh, I remember what I preached about. It was like uh, I preached the Word. They didn't ask me to come back. That was good. But they sung songs, and I listened to their songs. And it was old hymn songs. I knew them all because I was raised there. Not in that church, but on that particular note, that particular type of songs I was raised on. And I got in the car, thinking about it in my mind. My heart was so impure. I'm surprised God even spoke to me or anything to tell them. I'm just really shocked. I was just, I was just frustrated. And the Lord said to me very clearly, it's not about you. They worship me with all they had. I cried. Holy Spirit can break my heart in about a half a second. And I suddenly faced my own ignorance, self-focused reality that I live in. And so I, I repented of it. I think what we need to do today as, as a step five in the process is I think we need to pray. And I'll pray over you. And I'll repent for my actions. And you also can say, Lord, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with that guy because I'm wrong. So, Father God, I just bless you. I thank you, Lord, for your, your faithfulness and your patience and your mercy and your grace toward us. We're so thankful for that. I thank you, Lord, because you saved us in spite of ourselves and you still use 
us in spite of ourselves. You still speak to us in spite of our ignorance, in spite of our selfishness. You still speak. We repent, Lord, for thinking it needs to be the way that we like it, not the way you like it. We're sorry, Lord. We love you and we want to please you. We want to be the one who stands before you and who says, well done, you good and faithful ones enter into the joy of the Lord. We want to hear that, Lord, more than anything else. We want to hear that. And we bless your people today. I bless them with this word. I thank you, Lord, for letting them stay. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. If anybody needs prayer for something, I think this is a special anointed open heaven road.